This is Grin and Grind It, a podcast where I chat with fellow WTF, women, trans, femme, athletes, who are kicking ass and smiling through defeat and victory in their sport. I hope this podcast encourages you to stray outside your comfort zone, to think about the world differently, and to accept people for who they are. If a show resonates with you, please send it to a friend or family, because sharing is caring. If you like what you're listening to, please consider becoming a patron to keep this podcast alive. Patreon is a platform for people like me to get paid for what they love to do. You can subscribe for as little as $2 per month, which helps me pay for this podcast because I don't have any sponsors. I run this out of my own wallet and my own free time. So if you like what you're hearing, you want to support me, you can visit my page at www.patreon.com slash grinandgrindit. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm actually going to do a solo podcast today, so we'll see how that goes. Figured I'd change it up and, yeah, challenge myself to talk for however long this takes. Actually, that's not a challenge. I can talk to myself for hours, really. I've done it before. Um, But today... We're going to actually talk about intrinsic motivation, uh, just because it's still sort of the beginning of the year. It's, you know, it's toward the end of January, but it's still people are making their 2019 goals or maybe you're like me and you create fuck it lists. Uh, Those are fun, too. But, you know, the motivation at the beginning of the year is usually pretty high. Right. But where are you going to be come June, six months from now? You know, will you have reached the goals that you're creating right now? Would you be halfway to them? Or did you actually just say, fuck this? I think a lot of people get wrapped up in that idea of new year, new me kind of bullshit. And I don't think you need to become a totally new person or overhaul your life at the beginning of the year. I think small or minor changes can actually make a difference over the span of the year. Like it doesn't have to be something super big. Like for example, if you wanted to lose weight because that's like the biggest stereotypical New Year's resolution we could come up with, right? So say you want to lose weight. Well, if you ate one less snack a day or you like cut a meal in half, saving yourself about like 500 calories a day, That would be 3,500 calories per week, which I believe is a pound. I could be bullshitting, but I'm pretty sure. One pound a week would be 52 pounds, right? So even that small little tweak in your day could actually have a giant impact on you by the end of the year. Granted, not everyone wants to or needs to lose that amount of weight but and I've oversimplified it for sure but that's to kind of give you an idea of something that's small that seems very I don't know it sounds fucking dumb right like fuck I don't want to have to cut my meal in half every day for a whole year but at the end of the year you you could essentially lose 52 pounds like it's crazy so small things do stack up um and I do think, though, when we don't see these immediate results, you know, you've you've been doing it for a week, right? Like, oh, I haven't eaten my normal meal for a whole week. Nothing's happening. So we get discouraged and go, I've been cutting back on snacks and I haven't lost as much fat I want, so fuck it, give me pie. 
and uh, I've been there totally. But, you know, to set yourself up for success, there's things that you can do uh, to stay intrinsically motivated, right? And I have five, five tips that I plan to implement that I've implemented before. But first, let's distinguish between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So extrinsic, let's use biking, bike racing, for example, because if you know me, I... I'm obsessed about racing bikes or doing anything on a bike. So we're going to use that for an example. If you're extrinsically motivated, you are participating or racing bikes for external reasons, like the awards and the trophies or the accolades or not to disappoint a family member or a friend. Intrinsic motivation, on the other hand, is when you participate in bike racing for internal reasons. So you do it because you enjoy the sport, you love biking, you love the thrill of it, and you know you want to improve your skills. Do you see the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic? So again, extrinsic, you're doing it for others, for the accolades. You know, if you're an ex- if you're extrinsically motivated, you're going to seek out external rewards you're also gonna be more anxious, you're gonna fear failure, and you're probably gonna show a little less interest towards achievement just because you're doing it for other people or for outside things. You're not doing it for yourself, right? I've caught myself on more than several occasions racing for a placement and absolutely hating myself, you know, when I didn't get it, totally. Now, intrinsic motivation, this is you're doing, you're racing, you know, your bike for the love of cycling to improve yourself. That would be like um, when I did the mountain bike races this last year. I did it to test myself because mountain biking scares the shit out of me. And I thought putting myself in a racing environment that I'm used to with the road uh, could help me with my skills. And I could come out with more confidence. And, you know, honestly, it didn't hurt standing on the podium as well, but there was a stark difference between my road and mountain bike racing for sure. Yeah, I I was more excited at the end of mountain bike racing, regardless how I did, um, just because I had, I pushed myself to a different degree that I didn't think I could or would. So yeah, so it was a different difference and that was when you focus on the internal rewards, you're more apt to stay focused. You know, you end up having more confidence and self-efficacy. You know, you end up with more satisfaction and, you know, you're less stressed when you make a mistake. I know I know there are parts when I was mountain biking that I got off the bike and walked it because it was like sketchy, like technical things that I wasn't comfortable with. And I actually did not like get mad at myself. Whereas I know on road... If I do like some little mistake, you know, that that is more like a noob thing to do. Uh, oh, yeah, I totally berate myself. And it's crazy how how it's sort of like the same kind of thing. I'm racing a bike, but it's different when I do mountain or road. So that is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Hopefully you understand that because now here are my tips to stay intrinsically motivated, okay? Take notes if you need. Number one, focus on improving your performance. 
All right. So compare yourself to your own past performances. You know, I get that part of competing is comparing yourself against the competition because there are winners and losers. Like I always joke, if you're not first, you're last. And I'm sure that does wonders to my fucking morale. But anyway, so you want to compare yourself on your past performances. When I started racing the Karen Hornbostel Memorial Times Trial Series three years ago, I had my road bike, I had just normal, normal, normal gear, and I raced in the Cat 4, or a Category 4. Uh, when I catted up to a 3, they actually put you with the Pro 1, 2 women, so I am racing a lot faster group of women who are total badasses and I remember coming in uh racing my heart out and coming in like eighth place or some bullshit and uh before getting down on myself I looked at my previous year's times and I had improved so when you take those metrics and the data to see the improvements instead of like where you're placing in these standings it helps you stay kind of intrinsically motivated because I was able to see like oh wow like I'm actually three or whatever minutes faster than I was the year before or the year before that so focus on improving your performance instead of comparing yourself to others that's number one number two ask yourself why everyone has a reason for doing what they do no matter what the fuck it is so when you're losing motivation say again like in bike racing start asking yourself like why are you doing that why are you racing your bike what makes you continue on what made you start in the first place like do you remember your first race and what it actually felt like when you think about those things it helps you create an environment for self-improvement and growth like I remember toward the beginning of the season last year there was a crit that I kind of felt obligated to do and I didn't want to do it and I was hemming and hawing I hadn't signed up I was like well maybe I'll just sign up like day of it was the day of the race I still didn't want to do it and I finally just asked myself like what why am I racing if I'm if I don't want to do this race like what is causing me to continue on when I feel this way and I realized like that's just a race I didn't want to do and I realized that I felt obligated to have to do it so I decided fuck it uh, I'm gonna go ride my cross bike in the front range so I did that instead yeah and it set me up for a more positive racing season because I didn't race the shit that I didn't want to race like you don't have to do these things if you don't want to but coming back around ask yourself why if you get to a point where you're like why am I doing this thing and you no longer have a reason maybe it's a sign that like you should stop doing that thing like there's been times that yeah there's been plenty of times where I'm like why am I doing this thing and I couldn't come up with a legitimate reason so I stopped or I continued doing it and then hated myself for it and finally got to the point where I'm like well this is dumb and then stopped all right so that's number two ask yourself why number three stay positive I know that's funny coming from someone like me, if you know me. Uh, I am not a very positive person. But focusing on your strengths when you feel like shit 
is actually going to help you. Staying positive is actually considered a quote-unquote mentally tough attribute. Uh, And I read that in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology. And they said that mentally tough athletes remain calm, relaxed, and energized in difficult situations. Um, And they actually end up having like the right attitudes regarding problems and stress. So if you can be positive in shitty situations, you're more likely to, like I said, like you're going to remain calmer than you would if you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I messed that thing up. Like, you know, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. If you can just be like, yeah, like I messed that up, but I did X, Y, and Z, which were, you know, the positives, you're going to probably feel a lot better at the end of the day. I remember um, the Koppenberg race. It was my first time racing it this last year. And again, first time as a three. And it was a really, like, hard race. It was a hard as fuck race. And I ended up coming in, like, I don't know, 11th or something. And I felt like a total fucking just jackass. And felt really bad about myself. And that was also, again, at the beginning of the season. It was, like, April, May-ish. So... Um, I knew it was starting to set the tone for how I was going to react to like all my other placements. And I had to remind myself that I was stronger then than the year before then and was hella stronger than when I first started cycling. Like two years ago, there was no fucking way you were getting me on a race in, in dirt. And a lot of road races for whatever reason in Colorado have some sort of section in dirt. I think it's either to weed out some of the weaker racers or give it just like a different feel whatever the reason uh two years ago there was no chance in hell that I would have raced um anything with dirt Koppenberg is half dirt and there was like a really pitchy hill that you could fall into like the little I don't know trenches and yeah and I raced up that there was like four laps that you had to race up it it sucked it sucked a lot, um, and I did it. So after coming in 11th, um, I had to remind myself, like, listen, Jessica, the year before this, you wouldn't even have tempted this race. So give yourself some credit for actually doing it. A book recommend recommendation that I have is called The Brave Athlete, Calm the Fuck Down and Ride to the Occasion. It's by Leslie Patterson and Simon Marshall. This book is awesome. It's about mental toughness and how to overcome, like, the conundrums that seriously fuck with you. I read it before every race season now. I mean, okay, so I've read it twice. Because I realize you can't just train your body. You also have to train your mind. And bike racing is just as mental as it is physical. Like, no doubt about it. Uh, So if you are having a hard time getting into that race mentality, I recommend this book. Like, I can't recommend it enough. Again, it's The Brave Athlete, and it's by Leslie Patterson and Simon Marshall. All right, so that was number three. Stay positive. Number four, start practicing mindfulness. And again, if you know me, probably know I'm just a super anxious person. So it takes a lot to practice mindfulness, but it will help you. Mindfulness, how I'm referring to it is that, you know, you're aware of your surroundings while focusing on the present moment. So like when you're mindful on the bike, for example, you're totally present in what you're doing at that moment. It's also known as quote unquote, achieving a state of flow. So like, you know, you're doing things like that. I like 
I know I'll be in this state of flow when I'm on the bike because I can be on it for hours on end and it won't feel like it. And that goes with any activity. Like if you're a writer, if you're reading, um, doing any sort of activity that you like totally immerse yourself in and you can just get lost in for hours, that is that state of flow. That is being mindful. And being mindful helps you disconnect from those like shitty thoughts you might be having when you get anxious or stressed out. So for example, like instead of, again, in a race scenario, bike racing scenario, instead of thinking, oh shit, like I can't catch the chick up ahead of me, a mindful athlete would think, right now I'm having a thought that I cannot catch the racer. Now as tacky and weird as that sounds, if you can just catch yourself thinking these negative thoughts, like you don't have to sound like an asshole like I did, but if you can catch yourself thinking those thoughts like during the race, because we all think those things, like I'm not fast enough, I am slow, I am not trained, like these women are faster than me, I'm not going to be able to catch them, I'm going to come in last place, I don't want to get a DNF, like there's so many, there's so many thoughts you could be thinking. If you can acknowledge that you're thinking that thought and stop it and let it go and think of something else, it's going to help you stay intrinsically motivated and you're probably going to race better. Truly. Like if you get your, if you get into your head that much, it's going to affect your performance for sure. Now, when you do let go of that thought, something that you could do instead is like focusing on your breathing or your technique. What I like to do is match my breath to my pedal strokes. It helps me quiet my negative thoughts. It's usually time trials, right? Because it's all just you against the clock. Like you don't really have many other things distracting you. Like you don't have a ton of racers in the group that you have to be mindful of. So you can get totally lost in your thoughts. And I have caught like I've gotten caught in there before so I'll just try to match my breath with my pedal strokes and that helps me quiet down all my shitty thoughts now granted I'm super negative and this is a work in progress and it always will be but that's what I do so that was number four start practicing mindfulness the last one is set goals the biggest factor in staying motivated is setting obtainable yet challenging goals right because like if you just like reach all your goals it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a challenge anymore and like would you even bother trying at that point these goals that you want to set I guess having a direction when you set goals is going to help you either stay motivated or you're gonna realize you no longer want to do that thing Like, say you've been bike racing for a few years or 10 or whatever, you have very low motivation or morale, you ask yourself, why am I doing this? And then you set a goal, like, whatever, to stay motivated, and you realize, like, that goal sucks, I don't care, I don't want to do it. Well, that's probably a sure sign that maybe you should just, you know, hop, skip, and jump out of what you're doing, and that's fine. Like, it's totally okay to no longer want to do something. Another thing, though, is that you don't want just, like, these big lofty goals. Because if you never reach it, then you're also going to have low morale. Like, well, fuck, I can't reach this goal, so I suck. Uh, So I think having, like, long-term and short-term goals 
will help you. So having a long-term goal is going to help remind you why you're doing what you're doing, like racing your bike. When your morale is low, again, you know, ask yourself, why are you training as hard as you are? And it's that long-term goal, that why, and that's what's going to keep you going. You also need short-term goals, though, because when you accomplish a goal, whether it's big or small, it gives you that additional motivation to keep striving towards your long-term goal. So little goals help you, yeah, keep the wheels turning, keep you pumped and jazzed. For example, we'll use me. A long-term goal, I would like to upgrade to a Category 2. Right now, I'm a Cat 3, and I have one upgrade point, and I need... 30 total for a voluntary upgrade. Uh, so I need 29 more. That's my year goal. That's the big, that's the long-term goal. So small little wins. And I mean, you could have bigger, longer term goals. Like you could have a three-year goal plan that keeps you motivated or a five-year goal plan. Right now I have a, I have a year goal plan. Breaking that into smaller goals to achieve it is going to keep you motivated at the same time, right? So having small little wins could be, for me, like being able to hold a higher wattage for longer than I could before. That's not a game changer, but it does show signs that I'm getting stronger and maybe I'll be able to hold, you know, stay with the pack on the sprint up a goddamn hill. Another small one could be staying with the pack in an uphill sprint. I can't tell you the number of times that I have been dropped on a hill because I am just not as strong as the other racers. And that's something I need to work on. But if I were to stay with the pack, that would be sick. I'd be like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Like I am getting stronger. And that goes back to the first tip, you know, focusing on improving performance. And then, um, obviously, a bigger goal would be to podium a race to earn points to in order to upgrade. Because, I mean, I have to get on the podium to earn points to upgrade to get my long-term goal of catting up to a two. So those are like smaller little goals. So I would suggest taking your big goal, breaking it into little pieces, working backwards, and figuring out, okay... What can I do this month to get me closer to that goal? Or what can I do this week? And every time you hit and achieve those little smaller goals, it's going to keep that wheel turning. Like, you're going to keep going like, oh, yeah, like, I got this shit. Okay, so that was the fifth one. Set goals. So, to recap, we have five tips to stay intrinsically motivated, right? So to stay motivated for yourself, for those internal rewards, uh, you know, improving your skill set and all that fun shit, right? So the first one again, focus on improving performance. So compare yourself to past performances, not to the other racers. Granted, you're going to have to because there are winners and losers. But when you're, you know, reviewing these races, don't focus just on your placement. Look at how you performed in the past. And if you don't have a race where um, you have past performances like me in the Koppenberg, look at the other things that you did. Like, I realized that, you know, sure, I came in 11th place on Koppenberg, but I raced on dirt that I used to refuse to race on. Okay? Number two, ask yourself, why? So why do you race? Why do you do the thing you do? If you can no longer answer that, 
I would suggest looking for something else to do that you have that why that like lights you up that fires you up that gets you wanting to go number three stay positive like I said easier said than done for sure but fuck like find find something small even you know like I clipped in this time without you know jacking it up I can't tell you the number of times at the start of races where I freaking fumble around looking for the pedal and you know I've already been dropped by the group so then I gotta put out twice the watts to catch up to them right so stay positive find those fun little things to focus on if you can't find like something big number four practice mindfulness so when you are like during a race or if you catch yourself thinking negative thoughts acknowledge it acknowledge that you're having a negative thought and let it go if you're having a hard time just letting it go focus on something else focus on your breath focus on turning the pedals focus on you know if you're running you know focus on your feet hitting the ground focus on things that keep you in the present moment and that's going to keep you mindful and the last one add long-term and short-term big and small goals this is what's going to keep you motivated and trying to do better so that way you can reach these goals start with a big one you can have year goal three-year goal five-year whatever you want work backwards break it down you can have smaller things what am i doing today to reach my my big goal what am i going to do this week to reach my big goal what am i doing this month to reach it it sounds like a lot of work, but once you do break it down, uh, it's super helpful. All right. Well, that's it for me today. Let me know what you think of these solo podcasts. Yay or nay? Because if these suck, then maybe I won't do anymore. If they're cool, then I'll keep doing it. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time.